When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. My man Harge is all about this jam right here. You can tell. All day, man. Yeah, you can, you can tell. This brings him back Ooh, to his does prime. It, yeah. <laughs> does it, up. Uh, it is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick, the real MVP, he takes jams from a soundtrack that inspired him, um, and then he plays selections from that soundtrack for us. And based on the songs that are played, Harge is not supposed to gather clues and hints and guess the featured film of midweek movie music. Harge got it on the first try today, and it is Friday. Well, it ain't Friday. Day, but the movie it is feels like it. Yeah, you ain't got no job. Uh, you ain't, yeah, no, no, ain't no, no, to do. do. I love right. it. Yeah, it's great, man. Friday, iconic film. Uh, still laugh uh, just thinking about some of the scenes <laughs> yeah. from Friday. When was the last time you watched the movie Friday? It was the on original. just the other. It was on just the other day, was but I was really? clicking through. And I watched I know, a little bit a of it. Yeah, I guess I might. I have caught to go the end of it because it was when Debo was fighting when they were fighting Debo. <laughs> and it was like, uh, it's almost over, so I'm going to go ahead and watch over. it. Yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't catch it at that point. No, you can't. Uh, but it is a great film. So, my man, Pat, you said the anniversary of Friday? Is this yes, w- it's this today. Week? It's today. It is today. Oh, it came out go. this day, 1995. Oh, man. I wonder, I can go look it up, how much it cost to make that film as opposed to how much, compared to how much it made. Uh, but I, I guarantee you, it didn't cost much at all to make. I mean, it was pretty much a kind of a, you know, it looked ground, kind of a ground roots effort, if you will. Uh, it says uh, budget $3.5 million, box office $27 million. That's more expensive than I thought, actually, at $3-something million. It's probably more salaries than anything else. Yeah. Uh, but, well, you got, yeah, well, you got Chris Tucker in yeah, there. You so got I, some of these other people that so are in there. So maybe that was it. But, man, it was, uh, man, definitely a cult classic. And then how many Friday sequels did we get officially? We got three. Is it three? It was three. I, I've seen all of them, but I Me definitely too. lose it was count. Three. I definitely lost count. And Friday after next and what is it, the last Friday or something like that? Yeah. You you would know better than me. Because I've I, I seen them all. I have seen them all. Friday yeah. after next is still pretty funny. Oh, my goodness. Um, Mike Epps. I do think they, I, like like most iconic all-time great comedies, they, the, the, the comedic factor uh, it decreases mm-hmm. the more sequels. The deeper you get into the sequels, I would agree with that. It's, t- it's tough to make that a funnier. Has there been a? F- uh, it's Friday next Friday and Friday after next. Also, next Friday is what I Friday after next is 
the, the last least one. funniest of right. all of them. Right. And it is the last. Right. It's sense. the last one. Uh, all right. Uh, Friday is the movie for Midweek Movie Music. You can be a part of the show. You're the heartbeat of this thing. 512-337-3776. You also hit us up via Twitter. Hard is at Hardball Hard. You need Twitterverse. Patrick at It's Patrick Davis. And I'm at Rod Bayers. What you got coming up for the people on Hard Knock Life? We got boots on the ground in Kansas City where the draft is happening. My boy, our boy Steve Foster is going to join us from Kansas City and lets us know about some of the things that are going on in KC oh. as the draft is getting ready to happen. I'm in false, man. You he's, know he's going to give great. it to us. I, I love false. <laughs> good people. Uh, all right, let's get to B. John Robinson, also good people. Uh, lifetime Longhorn. Well, hell, legendary Lifetime Longhorn. Yes, that would put him in there. that category as well. And hey, he, before you get into it, yes. because he didn't win one of those awards, he can't get his trophy. I mean, his number retired. Can he? no. I I don't think officially. I do think they're right. like they're like real rules about that. Right there, yeah, they're, they're like they're, strict rules yeah, about you it. Have win, to, win a national award, yes. of some kind. Right. Uh, he might have won. So I, and he I, won the Doak Walker. So yeah. So I, I mean, does that count though? I don't know because if you retire, Ricky, I don't know yeah. if you retire a number for that. Right. I think you can like. There's a. I mean, that's something that can be done to obviously honor Recognize him. But I, him. I don't know if you can retire a number for right. just that's the what Doak I'm saying. Walker. You got to win something. You got to win like the Heisman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To retire the number. Okay. Yeah. I go look and do some research exactly what the uh, criteria a... is for retiring a number. Yeah. But it definitely's got to be more than winning the dope. Cause then, hell, then Deontay Ford. Wait, wait, wait. Now you're gonna retire yeah, my we, number, man. Where, where am I? Where am I? <laughs> I got two said G's. B got two of them. Right? I went two G's. Yeah. And said B won two of them. I think. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's more than that. I yeah. just don't know exactly what the criteria is. But I can still call him a legendary lifetime loan. Mm-hmm. We can still mm-hmm. do that. That's for sure. Yeah, I just wanted to – I was thinking about that the no? other day, and I was like, well, because of what he's done and what he's meant for this university and how he's recognizable and everything that we've talked about about him, but he had to win that award to be able to be recognized, I think. Yeah, he had to win the Heisman. And yeah. it's, it, the only way for him to win the Heisman last year, for him to have just cartoonish Wilt Chamberlain-like stats mm-hmm. at running back, yep. which, by the way, he is capable of. And I, listen, I love Sark, but it, Coach Steven. Yeah, it knew, wasn't Sark, it was Coach Steven. That's what I was That's what I was waiting got on. zero targets in the game versus TCU. Yeah. Uh, the Bama game, he actually had, I think, more res- big plays in the receiving game he did. than as a runner. Um, and those were like marquee games. Oklahoma game was a big game, yep. but the nationally televised games um, where people got to see Bijan yep. uh, um, nationally around the country. Uh, he wasn't showcased enough, Agreed. in my opinion. Agree. I, I think that that TCU game was a big game. That Bama game was a big game. That Oklahoma game, not Oklahoma, was a big game. And he showed out. Yep. But I think you need to have more of those Heisman moments. I don't think he had enough of them. So uh, that's basically, why okay. he didn't get enough love in the Heisman campaign. But he definitely had enough talent to win it, and that's, that's something uh, that a lot of NFL uh, teams coming up tomorrow are going to be weighing that NFL talent. They're going to be deciding um, what the value is of the running back and the value of Bijan. So he's making his rounds, gentlemen. He went on NFL uh, Network and also NFL Live. This first sound comes from him on NFL Network, uh, and I believe he was with uh, Andrew Siciliano, I believe is yeah. his name. Yeah. He asked him about <laughs> basically the all the buzz about the Philadelphia Eagles. Sorry, Harch. Because mm. um, there is now a lot of buzz about him and the Eagles. Mm. Um, here is B. John Robinson on NFL Network. Did you get yes, a good feel? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, for, for both teams that I visited, like I, with the Eagles, it was, it was a, 
an amazing visit um, coaches to GM to the, the janitor, the, the staff. I mean, everybody there was just amazing. Um, and just even me just building those relationships uh, throughout the draft process, you know, with those guys, it's been, it's been awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, everything that I talked to has been, it's been amazing. And I think that, you know, now I'm just really excited to see like where I'm going to end up uh, in these next couple of days. The other visit was Tampa. Uh, let's throw the Falcons question out there. We had one guy up there saying you, Chad Ryder, could go to the Falcons at eight. That one seems to be gaining some late momentum, Bijan. Do you feel that? Do you feel that at all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the Falcons, like, you know, that, that's, a, that's a great organization. Uh, you know, great coaches. You know, I, I had a chance to meet with them as well, uh, and it was it was an awesome meeting. So I, I kind of see where that's going in, uh, and that, where that's headed at. But obviously, like like I said, like, we, for me, we just don't know. Uh, you know, we can have a surprise. Or, or we can, you know, anything can happen. But I, I just know that, you know, God's going to put me in the right, right team, right position, and it's going to be fun wherever I'm at. All right. So he did bring up the Eagles, talked about them, but he talked about the teams that he visited with, the Eagles, Tampa Bay. Uh, also, brought, uh, uh, Andrew Siciliano brought up the Falcons, which have become the latest um, I believe they have right now the best odds, based on the Vegas odds, to draft Bijan at number eight. Um, but that's now that's kind of a a, a, a lately thing. Uh, that is actually something that's more recent. But the Eagles have been a team that has been discussed when talking about uh, where Bijan Robinson is going to end up and where he's going to be drafted since day one. Hell, I went. I even said I my, I brought it up when we started first discussing Bijan to the NFL and his draft stock and uh, the odds, and I said, man, the NFL better hope he doesn't go to the Eagles. Yep. Um, and it looks like right now there's a lot of buzz about him going to the Eagles, and the Eagles are even considering, especially if they had him in on a visit. So, listen, Hart, you're a Longhorn fan and also a Cowboys fan. Which my life is a struggle. So you got a hard decision <laughs> to make here. Because can we all agree that it what would be best for Bijan would be to go to the Eagles. Agreed. If they got the best O line in the league, they got a running quarterback, and you would put him in the same backfield, and they got two thousand yard wide receivers. I don't other than Kansas City, I don't know if there's a better location for Bijan than Philadelphia. But you're a Cowboys fan as well, and you'd be in the same division going against Bijan. So what is best for Bijan is bad for your Cowboys. Yeah, I wouldn't know Bijan anymore. He'd be I mean, there would be no love for Bijan. Anymore. Can you reconcile that? No. So you don't want what's best for Bijan. I I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want what's best uh, for Bijan. I I I I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> I cannot do it. First thing this morning, my sister in law sends me a text of that interview. Of that interview, we're on a thread, and I mm. see it, and she was like, "Yeah," because she she's from Jersey. She's a she's an Eagle, and uh, I told her I was like, "Y'all can have them if that's the case. I don't want nothing to do with." Wow, it. you're gonna renounce your allegiance to, to Bijan like Patrick did to the Texans? Yeah, because wow. can I can do it to an individual. Wow, I I you love Bijan though. You were just talking about trying to get his number he's, retired. He's, he's so great. And now you're going to just but turn your back ego, on him? Oh, like I that? I can't even look at him in the eye anymore. Okay, I know a lot of our listeners are in the same boat you're in. They're they Longhorn are. fans slash Cowboys fans. I think we discussed it. There are, there are like three or four teams that if Bijan goes there, they're instantly Super Bowl 
like favorites in my opinion. Yeah, he the might Eagles have the greatest right. career ever. Exactly. He's embarking on a Hall of Fame career already. So Longhorn fans slash Cowboys fans, a lot of y'all out there, if going to the Eagles is best for Bijan, uh, but we know it's bad for the Cowboys, uh, do you want what's best for Bijan? Uh, or if you don't want what's best for Bijan, are you willing, like Harsh, to turn your back on Bijan as a Longhorn fan if he does indeed get drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles? Let me know. 512-337-3776. I want to know. Yeah. I think y'all feel I, I, I think thought you was going to say, I thought you were actually going to go the other way. I thought you were going to go, now nah, Bijan's always, he's a Longhorn, and I, I can never t- turn my back on Bijan. You're no. saying, soon as that draft card goes down, the Eagles pick him up, you're done. He is no longer cool to me during football season. <laughs> oh, now you, know you changed it. So, I, I, during, so off, off season. season. Hey, what up, dog? <laughs> man, you did your thing this year. Man, you oh, Then man. they were like, hey, man, he's reporting to camp. Cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> so mini camp or are we going to trade We go a mini camp. <laughs> we do it all of it, man. OTAs. Soon as, oh, as soon as they, wow. the car goes across the okay. stage, they said Philadelphia Eagles select, and I hear B. John Robinson. You're can't done. do it. You're done, son. Can't do it. <laughs> can't, can't do it. it. Won't do it. Can't, can't coach do it. with him. Can't coach can't win with him. <laughs> I would love to win with him. <laughs> oh, you can win can't, with him. Can't win yeah. against him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying, too, is if you hear that at number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders have traded their pick to the Philadelphia Eagles – you're it's, walking out then because you know what's coming. I, I mean, it better not come that way. <laughs> uh, you hear that, you know. Oh, yes. Oh, I, mean, I hope that connection happens. That's great. Well, if you go, if, if as long as it's not the Eagles. No, but I'm saying if he look, I don't think he falls to ten. I think this what we've seen. I don't think he gets to ten. I no, think that's eight. True. I think he's going to eight if he's going because I haven't. You don't hear the Falcons. There's not a lot of rumors about a lot of other picks at number Which eight. Which is good. Which is good for those other teams. So if all quarterbacks are taken before pick seven, so the Raiders do not have their quarterback, all four of the main guys have been picked by number seven, I think the Raiders make a phone call Mm -hmm. to every team and go, hey, and they call the Eagles and they call the Cowboys and go, hey, this is what the Eagles are giving. They're about to win the next four Super Bowls. You want to make a counteroffer? And they call the the commanders, and they call I they'll call you. the yeah. they'll call everybody and just go, hey, in that division, call and them they'll call anybody and just go, look, the Eagles are about to run it out. We all know, we've all heard the like, we all know. So, hey, y'all want it? Come come, give us what we want for that's number a seven. Great way. Mm-hmm. You should be a GM. That's a that's how you do business. That's it. You use these circumstances and the leverage you have, and like, hey man, y'all want Bijan, and not only do you want if you want Bijan, do you want to keep him away from the yeah. team that may dominate this conference potentially for the next three or four years while he's on the rookie yeah. deal? Yeah, you might want to take care of that because <laughs> because they're mm-hmm. they're gonna they're giving us enough to move back to ten. Now I'm with, that's a great that's a great idea honestly yeah that is I love that theory right there that's money so and, that's it. but again I'll tell you if I think if all four quarterbacks go before the Raiders pick at seven then seven gets traded for Bijan if not I think it goes eight but it depends on if Will Levis is there or Anthony Richardson is there and or all the talk is that for whatever Will reason C.J. Stroud is there Will Levis stock is rising and yep. Bryce Young expected to be gone the C.J. Stroud is interesting because he's the one that may drop unfortunately he may drop right but now. I don't see C.J. Stroud going. You know, do you see Seattle not taking CJ no, Stroud or at, Anthony at Richardson or Anthony Richardson? Now, I feel like I'm with you. I feel like that's going to be a run on QBs. So someone's going to. So if they're Early. all gone now, the Raiders don't have a guy that they need to take there because if a quarterback's there, they're taking a quarterback. So get for value. Sure. So get value. Trade back into next year's draft, and then you go, man. Maybe we have more picks in next year's, and then we can go try and tank this year. Get Caleb do Williams. whatever and get Caleb Williams Drake or Drake May. May. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I'm with. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's nice. I like that one. I know it's silly season, man. The more I hear, the less I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically yeah. The, that's the model. We'll of silly know season. everything by tomorrow. And we'll though. know everything by tomorrow. Uh, okay, so and I don't know if I'm still gonna be a Bijan fan or not. Yeah, uh, it's true. Uh, well, you may not be because this <laughs> next piece of sound is pretty hard. To and, then, and I will say the texture's right too. He technically could go at six. There's not as much rumors that Detroit wants to take him that early. Yes, but th- there is rumors that Detroit really like Bijan too. So there is a possibility that he goes at six at a time. And that's and that's a top five offense in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. That's top five right there. People don't they don't because nobody watches Detroit except for me, fancy boots and chips. So Chip Arch, Brown. If he goes to Detroit, <laughs> is that now your side piece? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. if he goes to Detroit, oh, yeah. Because I'm already a fan of Detroit. I'm already a fan of what is going on with uh the Detroit Lions and where they're headed and how are Dan they? Campbell. Dan Campbell. Yes, fighting he's, Dan Campbell. He's biting kneecaps, even mm-hmm. though he's an Aggie. But if you look at the way that they played for him, you believe in those guys. You no, they do. They play hard, they, and all they gotta do is kind of re- reinvent that defense because that offense, like I said, it's top five. It, it, yeah. it's, it's top five without a Bijan, adding a Bijan to it, and it gets even scarier. Uh, this is scarier <laughs> for Cowboys said, now fans. I'm persona non grata. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah, hard. Come on, man. Can't be disrespected, Bijan. Disowning Bijan. Everybody said Bijan who? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> oh, no, that NFL allegiance is strong. It's, it's strong, as Pac-Man would say. Uh, okay, let's get to this sound. This is Bijan on NFL Live. Dan Orlovsky asked Bijan a question. Sorry about this, Cowboys fans. Maybe earmuffs on this one. Here it is. You cannot answer Patrick Mahomes in this, okay? Ooh. If you yeah. could pick any quarterback in the NFL to line up with and go play with, who would it be? Uh, shoot, there's a lot of great quarterbacks. You got to pick one, uh, and you can't say Patrick. <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Nice. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> what, what would that look I'll like? I'll say, hold it real quick. If you went to Philly, I would pick you to be the offensive rookie of the year because of the zone read. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Love, I mean, along those lines, what was your meeting like with the Eagles? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was great. It was great. Um. I mean, with both teams that I was with, you know, just even building relationships with the coaches, um, the, the support staff, the, the GM, uh, even the janitor. Like, the janitor was super cool, too. Yeah. Um, it was, like, a, a, an awesome visit. Uh, and, and for me, like, I pride myself on relationships and building those relationships and, and understanding who people are. Uh, so even when I was at the Eagles, at the, at the Buccaneers, and even just talking to other teams as well, uh, it, it's, it's been such a fun fun process understanding who those people are and just having a good time throughout the whole throughout the whole process but yeah it was it was a good time there um but obviously i can't choose and you know thursday we'll just have to see what happens yeah Bijan. i hope uh people who have watched your play and become a fan of who you are as a football player can come away even just from this short interview and see a little bit more about who you are as a person we appreciate you spending the time with us here and cannot wait to see you in kansas city congratulations on everything good luck man congrats there he is. Um, hard. How about this little report before I, uh, I give you the floor? Per NFL Network insider James Palmer got this from Pro Football Network. He said he's spoken to executives around the league who don't want to think about the sight of Bijan Robinson falling to the Eagles. <laughs> 
He said, quote, I'll just say this. A couple of NFC teams I talked to this weekend do not, in all caps, he said, do not want the Eagles to draft Bijan Robinson. They believe that will make this offense beyond scary. Peter King also jumped on the Bijan bandwagon recently in his football morning in America piece, said the same thing. He said Bijan Robinson to the Eagles makes them the most lethal offense in the league. That also goes to Patrick's point, too, this uh, Palmer report that you could use Bijan as leverage. If you don't want Bijan, there may be a lot of teams that may be willing to make a deal. Harch, your thoughts, because he said Jalen Hurts, the guy that uh, he wanted to play for, not Dak Prescott, who is the most tenured of any quarterback in the league on the team he's on, and he did exclude Patrick Mahomes because that would have been too damn easy. Well, the simple fact of the matter is they have the same agent, so they did. The, he did the right thing by saying that I would much rather play with Jalen Hurts. That way our agent can be together. See, he didn't finish it. He said, we just want to make it easy for our agent to negotiate. Conspiracy theories, huh? Conspiracy theories. something, huh? But I'm yeah. sitting here thinking about this, man. And, and, and Jay Fizzle, you are correct. He is a great dude. While we were listening to it, I looked at Rod and I was like, he's so doggone nice, man. He's so nice. How can you not root for him? I cannot if he goes <laughs> to the Eagles. What did you just say? I mean, he is a great guy. Monday through Friday and even on Saturday, I will root for him. But if he's at the Eagles, I cannot root for him on Sunday, Monday, or Thursdays if they have games. And anytime they play the Cowboys, because my Cowboys are where I am. Even though I tried to leave and go to the Chargers for a little bit, your side piece, my side, man, uh-huh. you told me, you know, your side piece can't be. She can't she be can't hotter be, than your main exactly. thing, whatever. Yeah. Your woman, yeah. whatever. Your man, I'm, whatever. I'm staying. I'm riding it out, man. Yep. I'm gonna ride it out. I wrote it out last year. I wrote it out, but I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry, Bijan. You're a great human being. I might. Not, I'm matter of fact. I'm not even gonna get no mustard sin because of you. I'm not even going to – because if it goes to Philly, because if it goes to Philly, it's going to be a green bottle. Can't oh, deal yeah, with that. Gonna, they're going to put an eagle on Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to fly high over there. there. Can't yeah, do it. Yeah. Can't do it. I will tell you, I do think this might tell you, too, that he's been told he's not going lower than 10. That Eagles have told him, like, look, if you're still there at 10, we'll take you. And if they're the other team who was ahead of him that might take him, he's not saying Desmond Ritter. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter exactly. how, many, right. how many questions exactly. you ask him. The Falcons could be like, you are a pick. No matter what, it ain't. we're taking you. He's not going to be like, yeah, Desmond Ritter, I, who I want to play with. Yeah. He's going to no, say that. No, that was right. Hard to the agent thing. That was smart, too. I guess that's the one that pops in your and into you your And you see, mind. it was a but, hesitant, too. He was thinking, ah, he thought that's, about a, it. that's a hard question. Then he, well, when you take his my agent was like, it. you know that he's our client, too. Uh, but I, I do think people want to play with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts oh, for sure. He's he's, he's a cool dude. He's a he's another good dude. He's a he's a good dude. He's got that dog in him. <laughs> yes. And after that Super Bowl performance, now people are jumping on the bandwagon saying, "No, it wasn't yep. just an outlier. This guy may be the real deal." Here are a couple of a couple of audio pieces, audio cuts from Jalen Hurts before we get to uh, Harsh Knock Life here that made me more of a Jalen Hurts fan. And remember, when Jalen Hurts was drafted, people hated that draft pick. I remember going on the air the next day and saying, I like that draft pick, actually, because I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's got a high ceiling as long as he improves as a passer, which he did, um, and they use him the right way, which they did. I think it'd work out for the Eagles. I had no idea he would become like a Super Bowl quarterback in like three years. I don't think anybody knew that was going to happen. Right. But I did like the pick. And remember, he's lost to the Cowboys, I believe, when he lost to the Cowboys, and they asked him how he was going to handle it. 
Um, this quote from Jalen Hurts actually ended up making me more of a, a Jalen Hurts fan too. Here it is. I take I, I take responsibility for um, how this game went tonight. I take responsibility for that. I'm going to learn from it, and I'm going to learn from it. We're going to be a better team from it. I believe that. Um, I truly believe that. You know, you take your deuce. You don't you don't sit there and look at it. You flush it and move on. We're going to flush it and move on. That's when I figured out he's kind of a soundbite, too. I don't pay attention a lot in Philly, but yeah. he's got some soundbites. Yeah. This early in his career, he's already given you some some real good nuggets. Here's another one. This was actually from the Super Bowl, I believe. There's a reporter, and much like a lot of you out there, this reporter was humbled by the play of Jalen Hurts and, and didn't think Jalen Hurts was capable of being a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Here is the reporter he and, and the interaction that <laughs> Jalen Hurts has with the reporter who's trying to acknowledge uh, how 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 humbled he's been by his performance. You're not the only one. Well, I just wanted to say man to man. So I'm sorry. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> In case you missed the dude just said basically like, hey, man, I never thought you would be able to get to a Super Bowl as a quarterback. And I just wanted to tell you, you know, man to man, I'm sorry I was wrong about that. Right. He's like, cool. He's a co. 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 I wasn't even worried about you because I'm worried about what I got going on. I appreciate you you, you acknowledging that. Uh, The last one here, and this is most recently when they asked about him becoming the highest paid quarterback in the NFL with his brand new contract blockbuster deal. Here is a simple response to Jalen Hurts being asked about being the highest paid quarterback in the league. Money is nice. Championships are better. Damn. There it is. Man. Money's nice. Championships are better. You're a fan. That's yeah, that just that gives you that's that gives you <sighs> chills right there. That gives you chills, but man, I, I tell you right now, that is something you can say when you have a team that gave you all of the weapons <laughs> and made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That is a lot harder to say when they're like, hey man, why don't you take a pay cut? You're like, because my team ain't gonna spend the money. Yeah, Lamar Jackson ain't saying that. Yeah, they ain't giving <laughs> yeah. me no, like it don't help me. I can give yeah. them a pay cut. You know what they'll do? Nothing. Yeah. Nah, yeah. that's a great point. No, he's he's got the I think he's got the second best GM in the league. I think Brett Veach for Kansas City is the best GM in the league. I think Harry Roseman is the second best GM in the league. And you can make the case that Harry Roseman is the best GM in the league. Yeah. Definitely make that case. All Uh, right. My man said he'll, he said, as being a Texans fan, he'll root for Bijan for me because he's going to bull for him. Okay, cool. Yeah, there you go. I'll be a lot of people rooting for Bijan, man, because he's going to be fun to watch in the league. I think he's going to be the best running back in the league potentially. If he goes to the Eagles, depending on the team he goes to, best running back as soon as he gets there. The fantasy rankings, which come out, which come out almost weekly, even before oh, team drafted, they already have him as the top three fantasy player in the league yeah, already. Yeah, if he goes to the Texans, watch that drop. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right, maybe top fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. that's true. All right, Harsh, what you got coming up on Harsh Doc Life? We got our man Steve Foster going to talk to us about what's going down. In Kansas City. He's in town for the draft, and he's boots on the ground on all the happenings in Kansas City. I like that. All right, my man Foss coming up next right here on Harsh Knock Life on 104.9 The Horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. But in front of y'all, I'm gonna speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! 
Welcome back to the midweek movie-themed edition of Ball Don't Lie, and our movie of the week is Friday, which came out how many years ago, Patrick? It came out in 1995. There you go. My man Patrick is doing a great job, as always. You can follow me on Twitter at HardballHard. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. Also, we love it when you're a part of the show. Hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And joining us on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline is our main man from Laying Down the Law, Sunday morning, 7 to 9, in San Antonio. It's the one and only Steve Foster. You can follow him at Foss underscore sports. And he just happens to be in Kansas City, walking around the city, finding out what's going on with tomorrow's draft. What's up, Foss? How you doing, what's brother? Up? I didn't know if I should come in with the uh, Chris Tucker man, if you were talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Touchdown, Kansas City! But uh, either way, hardball, uh, it's an exciting two, three days uh, to be able to to see these dreams just start. You know, people say, oh, this is the culmination. No, it's just the beginning. You know this. Yeah, you work to become a professional, what have you, be it an athlete, a doctor, a lawyer, but then the real work gets done as you then build that legacy. And everyone today, uh, as a prospect, was excited for that. No doubt about it. And I know that this is the time that everybody's talking about Bijan Robinson. We're talking about DeMarvin Overshawn. We're actually talking about University of Texas players that will be drafted in this NFL draft. This will be the first uh, first round pick since I've offensive first round pick since I believe Vince Young was drafted when he was coming out of college. But when you're, you know, you're in Kansas City, the energy is probably at an all time high what are you hearing so far since you've been there okay so this is the crazy one because these draft days coming up and the hours coming up all of a sudden this guy will levis seems to like to be materializing like all of a sudden oh we missed this guy and and now he's you know projected as as the highest quarterback I, i just have no idea uh but that's the wackiness of the draft. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, hey, Foss, let me ask you about the festivities there. When you got boots on the ground there, uh, the NFL is trying to turn their draft, obviously keeping it uh, on the move. They're trying to turn it into almost a festival. They want it to become a football festival and take it to different cities. Uh, what's the vibe there, and have you heard any talk about how, what – types of uh, numbers are expected in terms of the attendance of people who are going to attend the draft there in Kansas City? Well, Rod, I think the NFL is now the professional sports PT Barnum, the greatest show on earth. They occupy 11 out of 12 months. We all know that. And I went to school relatively close in this area. Midwesterners are very loyal. So just the locals, especially when you have it in the city of the defending champions as well, uh, I think it's going to be alive and well. Uh, I think the weather is not going to be too cold for folks in the Midwest. At uh, the very least, it, it gets to you know high 40s, but that that's plenty warm uh, for people that are used to you know sub-zero temperatures. And 
they're going to be excited. False, I wanted to ask you this. I mean, being a, a good friend to Jason Garrett and always being at the Dallas Cowboy football games uh, each week doing your show from there, when you look at the Dallas Cowboys and what they're expected to do at the number 26 position, we've heard variants of reports on what people think is going to happen, what should happen. What are you hearing from the Dallas Cowboy folks, and what position are they looking at pending at that number 26 pick? Well, interestingly, you asked that. We actually caught up with C.D. Lamb. He was out supporting the prospects today, and Man, you talk about an excited all-pro, all-star player for Dallas. And, you know, we kind of we looked at him and was kind of like, you know, and he was like, I don't know. You know <laughs> he, he wasn't really sure what the organization was doing, but he said he was ready to play football or, or whatever they do. I mean, if, if you look at what Dallas would need, and, and I've heard this before, and, and I wouldn't do it uh, – but the tight end, to me, is not a, a first-round pick, even though you lost Dalton Schultz. I, I wouldn't do that. If I'm looking at the Cowboys, I want an offensive line, um, maybe even a defensive back. But I, 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 would, I would not you know, look for that offensive skill player right off the bat. Uh, that's a wild pick. I think you have enough there. Well, false. it seems like we talk about B. John Robinson as kind of the biggest wild card player in the draft in terms of where he's going to go. He's been mocked to so many different teams. The Texans are kind of the wild card team of the draft. Nobody has any idea what the Texans are going to do. Some say quarterback. Uh, they've been, I think, mocked with all all three different right. quarterbacks that have been at the top of this draft. And now you have guys like right. Dan Orlovsky saying they want him to take Anthony Richardson uh, as a quarterback at number two. And also defensive end Will Anderson has been mocked to them as well. What are your thoughts about the Texans right. and what they're going to do? Well, I can tell you, we talked to both of those guys today. Anthony Richardson doesn't look like a quarterback. He doesn't sound like a quarterback. He is so cool, calm, and collected. But Chris and I thought he looked like an edge rusher. Not oh, that wow. he overweight not that he's just a big boy he's kind of like a mcnair you know doug williams type guy not uh you know a jamark russell i mean he's in shape Mm. and he he was so smooth well anderson was just kind of matter of fact you know real excited to have the opportunity to get um you know selected in this first round and looking to contribute to the team. You know, I've always enjoyed playing football, and I look forward to continuing. He, you know, didn't concern himself with about where he could go. But the Texans, you know, you talk about Anthony Richardson, I think he's got the most upside because, Rod, you know, if they say, well, he's got issues with accuracy. Well, that's why you go to practice. And if that's all you have to do, he's got the tools. Mm. Get him accurate, and his decision-making isn't bad. So with that, but then Will Anderson is a defensive, you know, again, you, you played in the secondary. It makes it a lot easier to cover if the quarterback has less time to throw the ball. <laughs> yep. We're mm-hmm. talking to Stephen Foster. You can follow him at Foss underscore sports. Um, he's also the host of Laying Down the Law. You can hear that in San Antonio as well, Sundays from 7 to 9 a.m. And, uh, Foss, you sit here and you look at this, and you said it earlier, this is where it really begins for all of these players. They've worked hard to get to this point. Now you get an opportunity 
opportunity to play at the next level. Um, when you're watching some of these guys and you were around a bunch of them today, if you had to go yeah. in there and you said, this is going to be the number two pick going to the Houston Texans, and I've heard a lot of people bring up another guy from Texas Tech, uh, uh, Wilson, off the defensive end side, not only just Will Anderson, but they've been talking about Wilson as well. What do you think if they were to go that route at number two? Well, my co-host Chris Fernandez loves Tyree Wilson. He thinks that he has a very good chance at being uh, the number two overall pick. And again, I, I you can't defense wins championships. Uh, Bijan is going to be, I think, electrifying because one of the things I love about him is he's willing to block. He can catch the ball downfield. He's silly with the moves. He's not um, uh, just a directional runner. He's stronger. But if you really want to win a championship, your defense is going to have to get a stop on third down, make that team not get an opportunity to score, but you know, punt the ball away, maybe go for field position. You can't go wrong with, with having a defender uh, – be your selection, especially one that is disruptive. You don't have to sack a quarterback as Rod knows. You don't have to get an interception. But if you mess up the timing, you put pressure on, and you knock passes down harmlessly to the turf, you've won. Yeah, that's the important part of it, and and we've talked about that a lot, about getting to the quarterback and messing up his time. And You don't necessarily have to sack him, but that defensive back will be able to make some plays behind him. So I wanted to ask you, now that you're in Kansas City, everything's starting to really get turned up up there. What are y'all? What are y'all's plans for the night? What 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 restaurants y'all gonna hit up? I know there's a lot going down and a lot of folks in town, and I know you're not afraid to network, my friend. <laughs> been networking y'all know that and, and, and the great thing about that is y'all it, it, it allows us to expand what we do right. because I'm winning y'all win yep. uh, we're staying with, with Brian McRae up here you know he's known the Kansas City area uh, it's funny because it's the 30th anniversary of his dad Hal McRae who was the World Series champ with George Brett etc as a manager in the phone rant yep, i don't yep. know if you, if oh yeah i know what you're talking about, about. yeah <laughs> yeah man so, yeah so he says well man we're going out with christian nikoya he wants to do something tonight so there you go i'm, I'm rolling with nice. the nigerian nightmare there oh, you go i love that right there. right there and then what they call that I mean, we we no, i was we, gonna say make sure it's a we yeah, i won't leave out but you never leave out your wing man you know <laughs> As the, as the kids Sorry, like to that. say, that was a low-key flex right there. You know what I'm saying? That was a low-key flex. For show. <laughs> hey, Foss, as always, for man, show. we love yeah. talking yeah. to you. Keep us posted on what's going Likewise. on. Post some pictures yes, and sir. let us know what's going down. Shall do. Absolutely. Anytime, you know, I'll catch you all offline if uh, it's able to help you all out. Uh, can't thank my peers in, in sports media to allow us to flow and, and vibe like we do. Much love to y'all. Y'all have a great show. Listeners, keep it up. Rod and Hardball do a great job. I listen to them all the time. Appreciate you, Thanks, brother. Thanks, Foss. You're the man. Okay. Yeah, that's my man, Foster, man. You know he about to have a good time because you know Foster. You know, he used to be part of the Nebraska staff. He went to Princeton. Mm-hmm. 
uh, played with Dean Kane, also played with Jason Garrett. So mm-hmm. he's in the know. Went to school with Brooke Shields. I mean, yeah. the dude, the dude's in the middle of yeah. everything. Yeah, he is, and he's a lawyer. And he's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> On top of that, five exactly. times to go to law school. Yeah, <laughs> great. No, Foster's always. He's always. Actually, he's, he's a true renaissance man. He's yes, always he into something else. Every time I talk to him, he's got a new interest or a new hobby or a new business. And if there's something going down, he's probably around. Um, which <laughs> explains why he's exactly. boots on the ground at the NFL draft That's right, right now. Uh, so thanks to my man, Foss, uh, for coming on and giving us uh, a little above the info, the the, the uh, 411, if you will, on what's happening at the NFL draft. All right, we come back. We have uh, off the record on the other side. A couple of stories uh, that we'll get into and off the record before we hit the 5 o'clock hour. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn. D.D. Megadoodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get they bring the head comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Um, Harge, uh, I know you were concerned uh, with rather, uh, I guess you were not concerned, but you did bring up the point yesterday that in your analysis or breakdown of Aaron Rodgers and that trade to the JETS Jets, that if he didn't show up to the mini camps, that would be a reason to be concerned if you're a Jets fan. A Jets right. fan. Would mean that he's Correct. not he's not all in. He's not engaged. He's not engaged. He's not engaged to it. Uh, he he was introduced, and I think you're right about that. By the way, I think that's something we all need to monitor. Um, that if he's really engaged and he wants to have chemistry and continuity mm-hmm. with his receivers, get to know his team, um, he would show up at the the mini camps at least. Uh, but he's been a diva lately and hadn't had to do that. Yep. Uh, but he's arrived at the New York Jets facility and's already meeting with the media. Come on, man. Came face-to-face with the New York media for the first time as a Jet, and the whole presser was short and to the point as the Packer answered questions for just over 15 minutes. Tomorrow we'll get a lot of sound of this press conference, or as much as we can. It's only 15 minutes of sound. Um, but He didn't even wear a suit, dog. He just wore – they gave him a shirt when he walked in, gave him one of the polos. He did not wear a shirt. No, it is. It is, such, it is so true. You can tell. With the picture, you can, you can yeah. tell that they just gave him a shirt with the Jets logo on it. It was like, hey, put, it on. Hey, put yeah. this on real quick. Put this on real quick, man. And he had like a hoodie on when he first walked in. And like, nah, bro, uh, you put this on for yeah, us? Yeah, please. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know if that means anything. He got sticky. He's casual. He's yep, casual. He's yep. a casual guy. Yeah, he's a cool cat. He's a, very, he's a casual that. dude. That's just the way that. it goes. Um, but I don't know. I'm starting to think more and more. I, I'm I'm going to root for success here. Yep. I think it's good for the NFL because the trend for a long time was if you are a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, even on the cusp or even in mm-hmm. that you know debatable Hall of Fame uh, category. Then you you would change teams every now and then, right? They would, they would change teams every now and then. Actually, the quarterback circle of life would often end with them on another team. It would force you to move around. Yes, yeah. uh, but it would not be a 
it, graceful exit for them, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's usually, you know, they're at the end of their career and they don't have that one last hurrah. Joe Montana did against the Oilers. Right. Because everybody would do, anybody would do that against everybody the Everybody has that. With the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep, yep. But lately, we've seen these aging Hall of Fame quarterbacks go to other teams and have a ton of success. And we, well, I don't know if it's Matt Stafford. You said Matt Stafford's a Hall of Famer, but he's in the conversation. He earned but his way in there. You got Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You got Matt Stafford. Before that, it was just Peyton Manning in recent years that did it too. I hope it becomes more of a thing. I'm hoping Aaron Rodgers will be successful and then it'll become more of a thing where an aging quarterback who we know now these quarterbacks are aging gracefully yep, yep. because they're, they're playing better uh, in, their, in, the, in their twilight, if you will, of their careers. I. I hope it works out because I want to see that movement more and more to give teams a chance mm-hmm. to go all in or have opportunities like the Jets. I mean, they're, you're talking about the longest playoff drought yeah. in, right? yes. in major American team sports right now. And one that everybody wants to see in the playoffs. We all when, want to see. When they, when they made the announcement that he officially got traded, Rex Ryan went on TV in a Jets jacket and was holding up his conference championship springs. <laughs> and I'm I'm like, you didn't even win the championship because y'all didn't go to the Super Bowl. Amen. So what ring do you have on? Amen. But Greeny has been going nuts for this moment. And if you know anybody that's a Jets fan or a Giants fan or anybody in that upper East Coast, they are passionate about their squads. Hmm. And for them to have this opportunity, as much as I – dislike him as an individual he is one of the best quarterbacks this league has ever seen and now he's going to have weapon upon weapon upon weapon and didn't they say when he got trade when there was a trade that was made that that was one of the highest draft picks that he got a chance to play with Mm -hmm. this past year yeah it was like what in his entire career he's never had a first round wide receiver that's crazy to me. The Packers, they, they believe in drafting uh, wide receivers in the middle to late rounds. Right. Uh, and it's worked out really well for them as an organization. But, yes, if you're a quarterback, you would be complaining about that. And now you have <laughs> you have some talent you, upon you. Well, now you got Garrett Wilson. He yes. The best I mean, wide receivers in the league. He, he did have Devontae Adams for a few years. He didn't know he was a second-round pick, though. He was a second-round so pick. His, yeah, but yeah. I, yeah. Let's but not I take away. He yes. did have Devontae Adams, who yes. was arguably the best wide receiver in the league for a couple no, of years. No, I'm not disagreeing. Because, yeah, those, those – the Jordy Delsons and they, they yeah. turned into yeah, yeah. elite wide they receiver ones. Well. Yeah, so I'm with you on that. It is it is a it's about it, it's about kind of the 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 the, de- the details in that criticism because if it sounds real bad, but if you paid attention, the Packers developed those wide receivers pretty good, and it helps yep. to have an all pro quarterback to do it. That does help. Um, so uh, I'm rooting for it, and I also think it's gonna work. I think they'll make the playoffs. How about that? They'll end their playoff drought. Yep. Can, we, can I? Can, That'll be fair. That's that's, not, that's as far as I'm willing to go. That, I won't say they're going to win the Super Bowl. Well, we like know they won't because he's had other teams where they've gotten to <laughs> there and he didn't make things happen. That's true. Yeah. Mercedes Lewis was the one that was the first round pick and he was just with the squad and that was the first rounder that they got. Like a tight, he's tight the end. The tight right? end. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first rounder that he got a chance to throw to. It's crazy. It is. Uh, crazy. Okay, uh, real quick here, the uh, the game winning shot by Ice Trey, as you call him, Trey. Ice Young, Trey. Apparently, it disrupted a Janet Jackson tour. Oh, Janet yeah. Jackson's still touring. 
Oh, man, yeah. she's making a comeback, man. Uh, the, apparently, Janet Jackson's Together Again tour was originally scheduled to take place at State Farm Arena on Thursday, but attendees were informed by email that the show has been postponed one day to accommodate the Hawks due to the Atlanta Hawks playoff game that Janet Jackson show originally scheduled for Thursday, April 27th at State Farm Arena has been moved to Friday because, basically, they're going to continue to play. They're keeping hope alive. And now her, uh, their, her tour, the Janet Jackson Together Again tour, who is she to... Together Jackson's, again. Is it, who, who is it? <laughs> <laughs> Who's she together with? Hold up. So, yeah, well, exactly. I, who is she reuniting with? Who's together again? Or just all of us? I mean, I don't know. I thought if it's the Jacksons, then I get it. But it's just Janet Jackson together again. Anyway, um, so they're moving that show. They're going to allow people to have refunds. But yeah, Trey Young, I guess they did not expect to be playing this deep, or at least when they were scheduling the, uh, the different uh, events at that facility, they did not expect the Hawks to be playing this deep. Uh, yeah, so. neither did they. Neither, neither did, did the Hawks. Hey, no, yeah, uh, together again is one of her songs. Ooh, together again. Okay. That's, that's not one of one of her popular songs, is it? It's an international hit single from The Velvet Rope that came out in 1997. I don't think that's like, I don't, that's not even the most famous song from The Velvet Rope. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's way yeah. more songs that were famous that, on that The is, Velvet that Rope. That is what the internet is telling me, though. How, well, the way love goes down The Velvet Rope. That's that the way love goes. It. That would have been it. That's the way love. Is that I like on The Velvet that one. Rope? I like that one. Uh, oh, she's touring with Ludacris. Yeah, she's touring with Ludacris. Oh, <laughs> Luda. They're together again. <laughs> Are they reuniting and it feels so good? Hey, Luda's Jan back, and Luda. baby. Yeah, oh, Luda's right. back. Wow. Okay. It'd be funny if it was Justin Timberlake. <laughs> well, that would have been perfect. There you go. I think more people would have uh, bought into it. Uh, yeah, Justin Timberlake wants nothing to do with Janet Jackson. He distanced himself long ago. Quickly. Did she ever play that song? What song did they do together? I don't it was a now. Timberlake song, right? Huh? I don't even remember what song it was now. It was the I'm Heavy Naked by the end of the song song. I don't even remember this. I just remember the the I nipple. Like that one, I don't yeah. remember the song. Yeah, because yeah. I remember because it was it that was the whole point. It was, he's like, I'm having naked by the song, and he acquiesced. <laughs> he looked that up. That's why people thought that it was an inside job. Yeah, they, they were like, you said you were going to do it, <laughs> and then you did it, and then it happened. Uh, there you go. And Janet, ja- Janet is coming here oh, uh, to the Moody Center June fourth. Janet Wait, Jackson. Luda? Luda. With Luda's going to be there, hey, too? together again. That's who it says she's touring with. Wow. Okay. Yeah. How old is Jan? Jan's got to be close to 60 now. 50, 50. I heard somebody talking about she it She had earlier. a baby 56. at 50. Oh, yeah. She had like a baby at 50 years old or something. I'm not making that and up. There's, there was, like there was, was a reason 50. why. There was a reason why she had the baby, too. Like, I think her husband was royalty, and that's the only way. Something happened. I, I, I'll get through the story because I, I watched an expose on it. On on her her, yes. her child? Yes. Wow. Yep. Yeah, she's got a five year old son. Yep. And wow. he, he is a uh he's like a big time not I don't want to say emperor, but they he got is a big emperor. I don't want to but, so cool. but it's, it's pretty close emperor. to that. They call him a Qatari businessman. Yeah. He's <laughs> an emperor. But hey, <laughs> but he got he got big paper. <laughs> okay. He got big paper. Maybe he's treated like royalty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At least in the Korea. Jan Jackson's is 56. So she had a child at like 50 years old. Like yeah, their family owns 55 companies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's 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 royal, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's, some royal. That's some, yeah. That's, if they ain't royal, they got some royalties. He's definitely an aristocrat, <laughs> yes. if anything. Uh, yes. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into some NBA review and preview of the games tonight. Coming up right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.